You have far now. If you don't already know, it's Oval, OVO, no relation. And this is another Off the Rails episode. Man, thanks for continuing to fuck with us, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Alright then, let's get to it. Do we need, well, we'll do an introduction when we start, but I just want to, just basically the way we record normally is just we just start recording so it doesn't seem like it's choreographed. Like, yeah. Yeah. hey guys, we're back. So, and I can always cut out whatever I need then, to cut out like later, right? And so it's easier this way. But knowing over, this would probably make it to It'll the podcast. It'll probably make it. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I like to leave it in there. I like to just mess with like, everybody. Yeah, well, yeah, no, it's, it's all real this stuff right here. Large shot. Drink on, you're fine. All right. <laughs> who, who wants to take, who wants to have the, give the toast? Um, Jeffrey, give the toast. Um, yeah, Jeffrey's voice is the one they like the most. <laughs> oh, so he tells Yeah. We all got fans. We have fans. We're going a little bit. This is to more life, mm-hmm. more money. Yes, sir. Less problems. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and good health. And no yes. corona. And exactly. So. Yes, sir. All right, man. All right. Cheers. Clink, clink, bitches. Clink, clink. All right, guys, take a shot. Let's get it. See a shot. Take a shot. Oh yeah, I saw I'm you in your height. <laughs> Drink you need some water. You need, you need another so... one, man. No, he, he yeah, already drank one. I already had a lot. Stone stolen. Oh, but no, no free promo. No free promo. No free promo. I'll show you the. Let me just show you the bottle. Let me not say the name. Shall I wear the bottle? No, because it's behind the thing. I think. No, it's not. Where's the bottle? This is how we're looking for your last wife before. Shall I stay? My wife. Where is she? Bring her, please. That's what it is. All right, people, we're back. Um. We're back. We're back um, now. Just we're for back. those who have not, oh, so just have you? I've shown up my wife. I've shown up in a first. But you know, okay, so these guys were recording. No, can we get into? Oh it? my god! Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> no, literally, this man video chatted me and was like. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do an official intro. Um, um, it's not, there's no clip. Okay. All right. All right, everybody. All right, everybody, we're back. Um, yeah, we're, we're, good. we're definitely going to do an intro today. Mm-hmm. Actually, we do an intro every time now since you people complained. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but yeah, we have two guests with us. Um, how are we going? Let's, let's start from our normal. Let's do the regular, then the regular. Then we'll people, introduce then the guests. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So. Thing, thing, go. I'm Batman. <laughs> 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 you already know the vibe, yeah. This is Jeffrey. Hope everyone is safe. What's good? It's Ovo, OVO, no, no relations. You know, um, you know. And we're back. <laughs> hey guys, how you, you doing? It's Ayo, aka Alade the Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the Hunter. <laughs> the Hunter. Yeah. I can actually, you know, maybe I should, should I give you the backstory of the name? No. <laughs> wow! <laughs> wow! Shall I introduce yourself first? Yo, what's up, the Stag? Shola, the African Giant. Hey. Yeah, me, my wife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go, baby. And, it's so funny because. And we'll let we'll let our guests introduce themselves. Hi, my name is Basama. Dating. That's it. That's, that's it. That's it. Feel free to drop your accolades. Oh, yeah. Drop all your hey, accolades. It's MD, Medina, PhD. you know, just the master historian. We end this whole hey. thing here hey. straight hey. from Kumbu. Hey. 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 Representing hey. Uganda. Bang, bang. Ooh. See, that's <laughs> the energy. Bang, bang. She's going to fit right in. Like, so Medina, <laughs> Medina, Medina has been on 
she went to Peace Corps at Comoros. She yes. had to go on for seven months, eight months. Ten months. Seven Whoa! Months. Yeah. That's, that's a whole one month old baby. That's a lot. And now she's back in Dallas. Thanks to Corona. Thanks to Corona. Yeah, no thanks. So yeah, so um, today we're going to try to be on the rails as much or, as, as much as we can. Um, Speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 can, I can't be held accountable for that. <laughs> <laughs> I made this statement last time. Oh, no. I can't be held accountable for that. So we're talking about something that's really heavy. Mm-hmm. We're talking about... Essentially, the idea for today is um, racism and religion. Or religion and racism. R&R. That's scary. And all colonialism and all of that. And we kind of have subtext for it. Um... We had read this letter from Leopold to the missionaries. The summary of this letter was that they should, above all, go and teach the interest of Belgium to these niggers. And not necessarily <laughs> the hard R. The yeah. gospel. Really Texas. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so um, King Leopold is the, um, was the king of Belgium. He was the second king of Belgium. In yeah, what year? 1800s? 18, no, so, so he was, he was, ki- he was king that, that, from 18... It was king from yeah the no, late to early 1900s. So early 1906. Yeah, 1906. Okay. Um, I do know some history too. <laughs> no light work. That being said, um, I don't even know how we're going to start this one. I mean, okay, I think I can start it off. Okay. So, so I'll just give the back the backstory, yeah, right? Um, I found this. It was an excerpt from one of his letters to his missionaries in Congo. And essentially, what he does is that he he very systematically lays out why they're going there that they're not going i mean they're going there as missionaries but they're going there to serve the belgian interests he then proceeds to tell them or instruct them on various verses in the bible to use to subjugate the nigger as he said I'm, this is i'm quoting him quote <laughs> including the hard art so he, he said they already know god they already know what's right and wrong yeah. that's not why you're going there you're going there to preach a certain gospel that will help you subjugate them help you um first of all control subjugate them yeah. make them not realize the, the value of what is under their feet um target the children knowing that they'll be more re- rebellious to their parents teach them that only i mean only god's or well jesus i guess his law is right and then use those laws to make put them against the parents stuff like that just systematic subjugation of the people of, of congo yeah so yeah that's some backstory so um and i think so one thing i saw I'm trying to do a little bit of research on this. I saw that he had enlisted the help of this um, writer who had previous history in um, Africa, essentially, mm-hmm. to go kind of like do this thing, right? So this guy uses a bunch of parlor tricks and like right. battery-powered comp- oh, contraptions. Henry, Henry to, Morton or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, Henry Morton Stanley. Yeah. To yeah. convince black people that he met in the Congo that the white man was superior. So mm-hmm. he would have... He had this battery thing where he would... He would shake their hands, and it was so strong that he felt like their hands would almost break. And he would take out like the gunpowder in the gun, and then give them the gun to shoot him. So they would shoot him, and they were not intelligent enough to know how that worked. So he would like come out looking like he didn't die, right? Yeah, then, Trying mm-hmm. to convince the Africans that they met there that Let's essentially, magic. Yeah, essentially, yeah. yeah. But essentially, they were they were invincible, which made it which made them so willing to sign over the land of the Congo because the land of the Congo became a, a colony later. It was at the time when they signed into but they signed into to King Leopold. So he was the sole owner of the entire country mm. of the Congo. Yeah. That's wild. Like he told them that? 
So niggas really went. And they signed over the country to the man, like so the king himself. So not basically, the David Blaine went and took over. David Blaine. I'm done. Goodbye, guys. Shalom. He said what? So even provoke context, this 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 happened in well he was first he, that letter was from 1883. Mm-hmm. This happened in the late 80s. At this time, countries like the USA, even the British, and a few and a bunch of European countries at this time had already abolished slavery. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like the height of slavery. It was it was like about the end of slavery, where these things were happening. And then the eventual thing is he ends up he ends up causing the massacre of about. Estimated about 15 million Africans. 15 million. So yeah. basically, he killed more people. He killed more people than the Hitler killed Jews. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's never talked it's about. Never, yeah. A lot of why it's never talked about too is because when Belgium found out, so Belgium did not know what was going on because they were not a Belgian colony. They were a property of King Leopold. King Leopold. When they eventually found out and then they took control over, um, so from a over, over the Congo. More... Yeah. Mm-hmm. When they eventually found out and took control over the Congo. They found a bunch of stuff and didn't want because he had been celebrated as the father of Belgium at the time, mm-hmm. right? And they didn't want to expose those secrets to the world, so they went on to cover it. So it's been written out of history mm-hmm. books by the writing history Belgium. Belgium. That is a spicy topic as well. So it's a lot of this has flourished over the years and it's not talked about because people systematically controlled how the narrative no, was. They say, um, how was that quote? Is um, whoever wins the law wins the war. Right. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. In, in Nigerian so terms, it's about, it's about the winners. Yeah. In Nigerian terms, it's until the uh, until the lion learns how to write, all stories of the hunt will glorify the hunter. Mm. <laughs> Come on, the hunter. <laughs> right, right, right. I came here with the vibes. I came here with the vibes. But yeah, okay. So I think at this point, it would be a very good time to then introduce uh, our guests and why well i guess they are here <laughs> um but yeah we have medina here because um like she said on in her intro she's the master historian um i'm not going to speak on the details but i just wanted you to um, tell us why we asked you to be here and to talk on this particular topic yeah, so, I mean, my work mostly revolves around, like, East Africa and, mm-hmm. like, slave trade around there and in regards to, like, religion and Arab-esque influence. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually fight against the term, like, Arab slavery, but that's, like, what is popularly known as. And I think a lot of people, especially Muslims, use the, oh, well, Islam abolished slavery and Islam, you know, made everything equal. And that might be true, but also, like, slavery still occurred this mm -hmm. version of anti-blackness within religion Mm -hmm. or mainly like culture still exists and so that's like where my um work specifically lies but i have done a lot of studies on black history Mm -hmm. black studies and i mean just living as a black person Mm -hmm. in religious communities both christian and muslim yeah i have personal experience also wow just the the perfect (laughs) (laughs) but i would like to i like to say we're not gonna i mean i feel like this was just an inspiration me finding that excerpt was an inspiration for the topic but as the as the title says, there's really no yeah, real, not, I mean, there's no guards, you know, no guardrails. We're going off of it. So, you know, as the f- conversation flows, whatever inspires, whatever part, um, is um, pertaining to the yeah. conversation, yeah. even if it's not Congo not this specific, specific or, topic, um, we just yeah. we're just gonna. I guess the general thing is 
racism and religion. So mm-hmm. essentially where those two have intersected over history. So it doesn't have to be this specific topic. This was, I mean, this specific excerpt, this was just what inspired the topic. Mm-hmm. And then we can just kind of like use that as the motivation to get into a bunch of other things, right? Mm-hmm. So I think what I first want to do is, let's even break it down because I feel like as triggered as we are, it's hard to like be triggered and be playful. Like it's annoying me in my blood, <laughs> right? So I'm just... I want to. I want to break it down. I think. So I mean, I can. I can. Talk should, about, should we talk more so, personal so, experience? So I. I mean, I can talk about the way I understand it. Okay. okay. So when I was just when I've been like fifteen, I've had this fantasy of like, okay, what, if, what if, what <laughs> if, what if white people could never figure out how to cross the ocean? Mm. Oh. Like, so that means technology would have spread very slowly. It would have spread from yeah. Europe. Or Asia, wherever it was, it was spread through the Horn of Africa, it would have spread, spread slowly so that we would have been able to develop our, our own, own version of states mm-hmm. the way mm-hmm. Europe or monarchies, large monarchies, mm-hmm. the way Europe did, mm-hmm. and then we would have become one world. Okay. And I also have the fantasy what if we would develop first mm. and then we would like bring European slaves here and then make fun of them for being sunburned or something. <laughs> 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 like, so I, I used to think of like everything and I, I realized that, okay. Human beings are inherently evil. <laughs> like in, in terms of when human beings have power. When human so, beings have power. Let me finish. When human beings, anybody that is pursuing power, right? And throughout history, there have always been people who have had the vision of taking over the world from the Attila the Horn to Alexander the Great yeah. to Napoleon to Hitler yeah. to Genghis Khan and it's, yeah. it's like it's almost like <laughs> when I think about it the most evil thing that most human beings can think of doing is dominating the whole world because in the name of dominating the whole world when Europe was trying to conquer the whole world they usually commit huge atrocities mm-hmm. so so what if what if Niger for example because we see Nigerian leaders we're using Nigerian just because most of us are Nigerian we see Nigerian leaders when they have power how they treat those that do not, don't have power and I'll tell you yeah. today that Nigerian leaders, like in, in, in America, slaves were able to get rights. Think about that. Slaves they could not vote, they didn't have any political power. But white people still felt like, let's at least give them rights. Now, I'm not giving white people props. <laughs> but Never. Then think of now Nigerian leaders. That, upon all that, we're all the same Nigerians, we're all human beings and black. Think of how wicked they cannot treat us. So, power is a thing that corrupts people. Mm-hmm. So when white people were coming to Africa and all these places, when they taught us religion, right? And religion is something that strikes every single person in the world. Every yeah. single culture has religion, and it's like the fundamental reason that you think you're on earth. When they brought it here, they tried to give us all those systems, like in yeah. Europe, put like using the Beatitudes in the Bible to forget about the Beatitudes that maybe may make you want to do better, but make yourself small for the white man. So, you don't have to think about, like, what are all the things that we've, ad- we've adopted? The last episode we recorded, I don't know if it's the last episode. It's not, it's not going to mm-hmm. be, we're, we're dropping this one this weekend, so... So, we recorded an episode and we talked about boarding school in Nigeria. Mm-hmm. And yeah. how wicked the people that sometimes administrate in the boarding school are. And how, and we're talking about it later off camera, that... that um, you're talking about when we were talking about discipline. Discipline. That discipline yeah, 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 yeah. In, in Africa, there's a lot of, there's all these legacies of wickedness in mm-hmm. our discipline. And it's because 
if a child steals something, you beat the nonsense out of them because fed, when fed, the white man, the child, when, but, but the way we See, beat children is not the way. It's, we, it's not part of our. I don't think it's part of our fundamental of, culture. It's not part of our innate culture. Yeah. But we learn to we yeah. learn to beat people wickedly because the white man would beat a slave for doing something small to send like a message to everyone, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. all these learned systems of wickedness. Like if you think about it, like down. a child breaks something, right? Yeah. What other context is that overreaction of discipline? With a bell. Or with a switch or whatever you want to call it, pancreas, as they say. The only other context that that level of, a child is going to do what a child does, but this is the reaction. Yes. It's only the reaction of subjugation of, mm. you're not seeing that person as human. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're not seeing that person as on your level. And that's why you feel the need yeah. to, so like, and so that I is think, learned behavior. Let me, let me even break it down to like basic thing. I think it's a lot of, well, someone said that it's, it's, easy to beat a child it's difficult to raise one right yeah, so sure. it's like if you're beating your child for a thing i'm not here to speak on whether you should beat kids or don't beat kids my own is this if you're beating your kid and you don't understand the mm-hmm. lesson that you're trying to pass across through that beating you're not beating your kid you're abusing your kid yeah it's really that simple right so a lot of what a lot of spanking your kid what that is is really just parents grown adults taking out their frustration on their kids yeah. fine it might be for the thing that the kid did but now you're frustrated to that level and then you're expressing your frustration by Rent is due. by whipping <laughs> your kid and that's what it is so you have to ask yourself if you want to beat your kid what you're doing right now is that conveying the message that you're trying to convey is that conveying the idea that there are consequences for your actions yeah mm-hmm. or are you just being mean and being aggressive and whipping your kid on that whole topic i'm just like look if you're not going to if you're not if you're not doing that you're not parenting that's all it is. You're you're just being abusive. Yeah. Yes. And I'm saying that there are so many legacies of abuse that we have in our culture. I'm saying Nigeria because that's where I grew up. But we have that, and we learn those things from the white man that came to Nigeria. And you see, like the only thing that Nigerians knew, like in the think of like in the late the like the forties, thirties, forties, fifties, right, when people were fighting for independence. The people that the regular Nigeria saw excelling were things that were closest to white men. Yeah. And even after we were free or we were independent, you still have to copy the white man's methods of doing things. So we learned a lot of things wrong and mm-hmm. we passed that down in our religion. I remember a church. I was asleep for most of it. <laughs> I can't lie. But oh, I God. remember this particular one. And I remember he was talking about how the Hamitic the, gospel. The Hamitic gospel. Yeah. So in the Bible when Shem Noah had. built an ark, mm-hmm. then after Noah's ark landed, after the world was flooded, Noah's ark landed, Noah and his family, they were getting litty, and Noah loved to turn up. <laughs> so apparently one day, Noah turned up, and his clothes were missing, and then all his sons were like, oh, Pops is like acting up, but let's not look, bro, that's mm-hmm. our Pops. Then Ham was like, you are this nigga naked. Then Ham was like making fun of his dad and all that, so the next day, Noah found out, mm-hmm. cursed Ham, and said, yeah. your descendants are going to are going to serve, serve yeah, your the brother. descendants yeah, of your brothers. Yeah. And so, there's now been like, I don't know how true the genealogy tracing is, but basically, mm-hmm. all black people are yes. descendants of us. So, yeah. so, therefore, mm-hmm. we are supposed to be subjugated yeah. to the white man. Yeah. I don't know. And this is exactly what hmm. they used to propagate colonialism, slavery, all these yeah, atrocities awesome. they committed. They found it. the root in the Bible, and that's why. Why people are so good at this? They sabi walk. Masterclass. You know, when you hear about how we design all these 
racist system. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it it infuriates me at how, how much they are. how good they did it. And like you have to give them their props because <laughs> it's not easy. Like it's not easy to be this yeah. toxic yeah. at it at it, at an Olympic yeah. level. <laughs> like it's, yeah. it's honestly is it really an Olympic level if nobody can compete? You know listen, listen, it's like they're like Michael Jordan in the nineties, just winning rings or rings or rings. <laughs> back, to back to back, back to back. So, so it, it, they're yeah. like, well, let's go to South Africa. Let's go to South Africa, your own country. We're the minority. We're the minority. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna oppress you. I'm like, wow. I'm gonna have you don't even understand how how crazy South Africa is. And they say that's their like promised land. That's their God-given land, Africa. There are all these legs of mm-hmm. things and so when you if you're not someone that's a christian because most people that i know that are good christians understand my relationship is between me and jesus and so they'll read the bible you know they'll like it's not like they don't like a lot of really good christians i know don't want don't actively want to be poor mm-hmm. right they don't believe that there's really a nobility in poverty they may believe that there's a nobility in suffering for jesus but they'll still strive for excellence right yeah, they'll mm-hmm. still do well and all that of course but sometimes you have to think that like what I was saying in SPC, I remember he was saying the Hamitic thing. And I remember that he used to, there's this pastor that one old British man that he used to always quote was a spiritual father. Maybe he learned it from that guy. I don't know what you're preaching now in SPCC. But that's, <laughs> what that's what I heard. And I remember thinking about it later that you now have all these things that you now, you, if, you, if you believe that God made you and put his holy text, mm-hmm. oh, you're supposed to be a slave. And you now preach that God is the one that put me on earth. And God gave love Noah, and Noah caused his descendants to be slaves. Mm-hmm. You you inherently start to police you yourself. Rationalize, internalize every and single thing that comes with that. Oh, this is why you, black people are under this. This is why I don't have equal rights. This is why I was three fifths. You know, stuff yeah, like that. And the, the truth is, is, is that way because the the people that were in power were evil. It's yeah. not because. <laughs> It's not because God wants you to be under subjugation. Like there's, there's, I don't know. There's so many things about being free in Christ, right? Mm-hmm. Why so don't they preach that about part? The, about a, a, if I one of my favorite verses in the Bible, right, says that uh, see a man who is diligent in his ways and he will stand before kings and not men, men, mm-hmm. right? Like the Bible, a lot of it preaches that if you work hard, you will be blessed. Yeah. Right. The problem is even when they preach that, they preach that in a bid. To ask you to for lose tithe money. and yeah. offering, right? Like they, 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 they only preach your blessings when it's time to for tithe and offering, and then they preach suffering of in Christ, and then they preach. And it's crazy to me because this is like proof, like documented proof that this man literally told people, go to these black people and make sure you impress on them that oh, to to be poor is is noble, is noble in Christ. Yeah. That it's 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 the religious thing to do to understand that you're suffering for Christ to make them lose interest in riches. the riches that they have available to them <laughs> so that they don't challenge you yeah. it's crazy to me oh, yeah. and, and then there's another thing oh, you done? what I was even going to say is that, is that missionaries who mm-hmm. went for, to Africa who were supposed to be religious leaders mm-hmm. took that exact the entire document whatever that was knowing fully well his intentions and told themselves okay let's do it, it. Yeah. yeah and and to, to they some, didn't actually but to some credit to some african churches i think some of them were able to kind of break away from that but then what you now see at least in nigeria is that you now see religious leaders in nigeria who are now using those methods to help their own selves mm-hmm. yeah. right? which is now yeah. you, have, you have to be very careful the bible says test like when you have someone that's teaching you the bible you have to test their spirits mm-hmm. right yes. and you have to go back to the bible yourself never believe if someone preaches something to you, that's good, but you have to go back and reread. Always, it. always ask like any, any religion. And and I've had this conversation a number of times, literally this week, because 
we're in quarantine and people like people like to talk and man it's been every in fact this one is not even as spicy it's not the spiciest conversation i've had on this topic shall i remember were you there she, so she knew the bible very well so oh, yeah, she would she yeah. basically re- rejects the god of the old testament um i don't know if you know much about the old testament but there was a lot of things that happened um you know that god ordering uh, uh, the israelites to got pregnant women and stuff like that of the amalekites just because they um obviously didn't worship him so stuff like that people and then i was basically the question i asked myself is if i'm if i'm a christian and i'm the whole point of the gospel is to propagate it to the world or whatever if i meet somebody that questions this how do i answer that question you know how do i say oh um yeah like this is okay then but now i'm also against slavery you know stuff like that and then she said something um what, what was it she said there was this there's this um phrase that she literally just reject completely and she's a christian and she knows the bible better than me like and she goes, that one of God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Mm-hmm. So if God is the same yesterday, today, and forever, then everything he did then, he can do now. Definitely. Yeah. And, and so, <coughs> there, so, yeah, yeah. So, um, and that's the question. And I'm like, okay, where did it come from? We found the verse. It said Jesus. And then there's still the question of God, the Father, God, the Son, God, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Trinity, but there's still one. Mm-hmm. So then it kind of brings this contention as like, internally, like, okay, how do I rationalize this? And people saying that, oh, God is the same. I feel like that... So for me, how I chose to rationalize it was, okay, we're made in his image and likeness, right? Mm-hmm. We're man, spiritual, and body, blah, blah, three and one. Okay. Then, as a man, if you're a guy, right, and you grew, and you were born a baby, maybe a toddler, whatever, and you grew up, and you never grew, you never evolved, you never changed the way you saw things, what would I call you? Immature. No, 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 like... Pretty much, you you're not you're not a functioning person yeah. if you're unable to grow, evolve, oh, no, learn. No, no, yeah, yeah. So, if we're made in God's image, that means God can also grow, evolve, and learn. Yeah. I mean, that's the only way that really makes sense to me. But essentially, the reason I brought it up was because those atrocities um, that were committed um, in the Bible, in the Old Testament. Now, the slave masters, the slave owners, I mean, the colonialism and colonialists, they can use that as rationale. Like, okay, God said, you know, the children of him, his children, are free to go and take over the land of whoever, maybe the Amalekites or something, Mm -hmm. who don't worship God, Mm -hmm. the one true God, and they are able to kill in the name of God. Yeah. Do you see? So, making that distinction between what is acceptable in the gospel, what lessons you're trying to teach in that gospel... And then, uh, rejecting human wickedness. How yeah. do you make that? How do you make those? And so the explanation, at least in the Christian doctrine, would be like, so God is the same in that God's nature is the same, but God's relationship with human beings has mm. changed. Because mm-hmm. God chose Israel as his people. Then when Jesus came, God was like, through Jesus, everybody can be his people. Right? So what you're saying, though, is that, why did, so if, why did God make people that were beyond salvation, basically? The Amalekites, yes. in the Old Testament, uh-huh. and that brought up were, <coughs> were beyond salvation. So that's, that, that's the real question, right? That brought up another big argument. Man, this was a... This was a Wait, I have so, a question. Yes. Because yeah. I'm, I'm not Christian. Yeah, yeah. well, um, I was actually but, literally going to so, ask you like, about... So, like, I was going to yeah. say, like, are, like, I know, like, there's, like, stories in the Quran of, like, that same kind of, like, mm-hmm. these punishments brought down upon a people, but it's like they had a messenger that came down and tried to save them. That that's happened, that happened in some stories. The people that you're talking about, what are they 
these people that never had a kind of a messenger or some kind of prophet? I don't think in every story there was there was there was some that God would like um, Jonah. Yeah, um, like or So there's a lot of those, but there's still some that we don't have that backstory. Maybe there was, okay, right? Yeah. But and some, it's like there's always like mm-hmm. God doesn't just punish people without giving them a chance to. Yeah, but like the question now is number one is how you know wh- how short is God's fuse? That's mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. Two. Yeah. Now the other the other issue of contention that this um it was about um what's the word. Predestination. Yeah. 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 So if God knows everything, if God knows your end from your beginning, why even give you? Yeah. See, do you know? Do you know why? <laughs> <laughs> that question. I came up to my own conclusion. It's very difficult for me to talk about like Christianity because I'm mm-hmm. a Christian, but mm-hmm. like I think I have, I ask a lot more questions than I have answers. For, me like, too. Christianity. Yeah. Yeah. I think the Bible is written very conveniently. Here's here's what I mean, right? Mm-hmm. Where. As, as Christians, we're taught to believe in the infallibility of the Bible, mm-hmm. right? Like, the, the Bible is not wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then we're also taught, we also, knew, we also know that the Bible was written by people who were inspired by God, which is why the Bible is not wrong. But then there's still people. And then conveniently, the Bible also tells you that, like, you can't serve God without faith. So the Bible conveniently lets you think that, like, mm-hmm. you have to absolutely believe. Otherwise, you're not doing this Christianity wrong, mm-hmm. which makes it difficult to question Mm-hmm. The Bible. Yeah. So in itself, it's quite, in its own, it's quite the design there. It's it's designed to make you not ask questions, mm-hmm. which is always it's always been problematic oh, for yeah. me because my biggest thing is asking questions. I mm-hmm. that that's all I do. That's how I get by yeah. asking questions, right? Yeah. Because I have an issue just accepting things because someone said so, which is probably why my parents had a hard time with me. Mm-hmm. But I always, I always want to know why, like why, right? Mm-hmm. And then I'm brought up in this entire religion for as long as I've been born mm-hmm. to not ask why, to just believe because this is what this God is, says, this is based on what someone, someone, some mm-hmm. human like. And me then told there's me. also the aspect that um, one, a lot of the text has been, so it was cur- the Bible was like curated, and it was literally curated. Not yeah. even just the translations. Before we even get there, the books that made it to the Bible were curated for a purpose. Mm-hmm. There are so many other gospels, so many other prophets that all have writings. Yeah. But the books that made it in were curated for a purpose, and that kind of asks you, okay, who, who curated it? It was the Romans, right, or Roman yeah, Catholics? And then what was their what was their purpose in history? Was it not to subjugate, to conquer? To, to conquer? And so it's just kind of like it almost can be. A manual of conquerors passing down a lineage, but I mean, I mean, but the, the, the yeah. Romans curated because here's another thing: the Torah did exist. The Torah is basically the yeah, Old Testament, yeah. and that was Jewish law, and that mm-hmm. was that that stood before the Romans were in. Yeah, but I'm saying it was there, but they, they curated it. That yeah, yeah, but that, the, guess the question is: Is it the Romans that curated? I'm, it? I'm not 100 no, sure. Like, I'm not a historian. I, think, <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know who curated the. Bible that the mainstream Protestant church uses because yeah. the Catholic Bible is different yeah. from mm-hmm. the Protestant yeah. Bible. Yeah. And there are like there are parts of the Bible that talk about like the whole like the devil falling down from heaven and all that rebellion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas like in the Bible, like you know, in the Bible there are maybe only three two angels mentioned: Michael and Gabriel and yeah. Lucifer. Those are the only three angels named by name. But in the other parts of the Bible, like, you hear um, a lot of different angels. Oh yeah. So it's not it's not part of the focus of. The Christianity that at least I was introduced to. Yeah. Well, let, let's let's yeah. let's fashion it. Say, yeah. Okay. I wanted to say something. Yeah. Go ahead. No, it's fine. We can fashion it. So, so I, I wanted to kind of um, ask her some 
to share some because we've talked a lot about uh, yeah and I, we have a guest so i want like let's try and you yeah. know bring her yeah. That's what I, was gonna say. I was yeah gonna say that let's talk about like just general like we all have personal struggles mm-hmm. with jokes mm-hmm. but let's talk about kind of that those ones never do never find an answer i feel like we're not cracking enough jokes <laughs> we'll lose our core audience okay. <laughs> no no no, no we'll have to warm up. the thing <laughs> is I, we'll, we'll stagger the episodes right so an Why episode will be I don't want to not stagger i mean I like i want to i want us to record a shorter episode than we usually do yeah, yeah, we can try, so, yeah, <laughs> but yeah. that's gonna be hard. This is a big topic. This is a big topic. Yeah. It is. I don't know about this one. Maybe next week's one. No, I don't know. About I tried, it. people. I tried. Yeah. 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 All right. So yeah, um, help us to paint a picture of of your experience and what you've learned. Um, I guess it's probably easier to start with personal experience. That way, you can uh-huh. get yourself going. Yeah. And then you can you know add the things that you've studied and learned over the years. Okay. Yeah. Can you give me something specific? Oh, so, sorry. So, essentially, <laughs> so, so basically, so basically like, the, the, the topic, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So essentially, racism and religion, where they interlock, but okay. then how, like, where that might have been an experience in your personal life, but maybe just in people around you that you've seen, yeah. maybe in teachings that you don't agree with, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and how that's helped to shape their lives or shape your life, and then you can kind of just go from there into like a general, yeah. I guess, tone of what's going on. Okay, so like, um, I can speak like on religion, I mean, my historical background kind of shifted until the end of my master's degree, but um, personally, like, growing up Muslim, so, like, I um, also, like, yeah, so anyways, like, personally growing up, like, being a black Muslim, um, you don't necessarily see, like, in Islam, there's so many verses talking about, you know, we made you different and made you into different nation and tribes so you can know one another, you know, and Mm -hmm. Islam doesn't necessarily... Uh, emancipate slavery, but it uh, it does it does it uh, what's the word encourages slave o- slaveholders to free their slaves. So it doesn't okay. say like we're abolishing slavery, but it does encourage emancipation. Sorry, I messed mm-hmm. up on that one. But yeah, so it encourages emancipation, but it doesn't necessarily say slavery is abolished. Don't do it. Okay. Right. So um, I think culturally, like when I was in San Antonio, I was grew up around a lot of people that were also, my mom's a convert. Um, so my mom converted to Islam, so she had a very, not necessarily Muslim country, cultural experience with everybody mm-hmm. being like her. She grew up Catholic, so she had a different kind of understanding on how to interpret Islam that didn't necessarily include certain things that someone who came from an all-Pakistani background or all-Ugandan background would, have incur- would approach Islam. So like in my opinion, when it comes to religion, faith, and like racism, and how that kind of interlocks, like. A lot of it, like, we all go to a religious text with our interpretation, our yeah. cultural mm-hmm. background. Mm-hmm. So whatever our personal goals are, whatever, like, if I, if my goal is to rule the world, I'm going to use the Bible to do this. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to pick out these specific verses to do that. Mm-hmm. So, like, you see that in, like, the article that we all read. Yeah. Like, you know, like, these, perp- like, these specific verses that were pulled out to, like, encourage Africans not to revolt, not to do this or whatever. So, like... Although, like, so in Islam specifically, like, yes, you see, like, not encouraging racism and all that stuff, but at the same time, certain backgrounds, obviously, like, anti-blackness is everywhere. Yeah. So, like, going, I remember I had this friend that for the longest time she called me, like, her Ibeach friend, and I was like, oh, that's cool, you know, I don't know Arabic, so I'm like, word, yeah, Abi, what's up? And then later on, my friend, she's Sudanese, so, like, in Sudan, they speak Arabic, and she was like, 
they called you that? And I was like, what does that mean? She's like, oh, that means slave. And I was oh, like, oh, wait. Wait. And then my sister, it was so bad. Like, my sister found out. And my sister was like, where is she at? And Pull up. Like, Let's go. Like, on site. Yeah, it was like, oh, my God. I was like, bad girls club. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it was so bad. So, like, they So here's, here's my thing. Do you think, like, that was, like, for her, because I'm assuming she's your friend, right? And she's probably... Uh, probably around your age group, mm-hmm. I would guess. So do you think that's her uh, being malicious or that's really her interpretation of what black people are? So, this is, so this is the thing. They have a word for like black in their language. Mm. You know what I'm saying? There's, I, can't, I don't know it. I don't speak Arabic. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying? Like, there is a word that, for black that exists. There's other ways to call black people. But like, mm-hmm. I've re- like in my historical research, reading books such as Racism and Slavery in the Middle East by Bernard Lewis, who is Islamophobic, so like read him carefully. Like, you have to read everything in context. Yeah, so mm-hmm. disclaimer yeah. because no free promo. But, like, yeah. yeah, I'm just saying, because yeah. it's a good book, you know, if you want to do your research. Yeah. But he's dead anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> but my point is, like, reading stuff like that, you see that, like, pre Islam, like, these, yeah. this mentality of like anti blackness and seeing different versions of Africans, like, already existing, like, people who are blacker being viewed a certain way. Mm-hmm. So, like, and this enters the lexicon, like, how we, like, you know, how we, what we call somebody is determined by like what I believe. Yeah. So if I believe that black people are slaves, like maybe generation someone made that like, oh, mm-hmm. black means slave. And then kids just, oh, my mom says that whenever they see a black person, they always say this word. Yeah. Like, that's how you, that's how kids learn a language. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even yeah. when I was in Comoros, I didn't learn a language because I studied like translations. I just know that every time someone saw, saw this object, we they kept that. saying this word. Mm-hmm. So then I just yeah. stopped calling that that word. Yeah. And I just assuming. And yeah, yeah, I mean, definitely. And, and that's why I think a lot of these conversations are necessary because sometimes we tend to ask ourselves, what's the point of having these conversations, right? The thing is, a lot of these things, we indoctrinate our kids without knowing, right? Just every, just think about the fact that you send your kids to Sunday school every Sunday. Mm-hmm. Like, you're indoctrinating them. You might think it, it, well, that's the right thing or it's the wrong thing, whatever. It's, it's a good thing, but that is a form of indoctrination, right? Mm-hmm. Just because they're at a young and impressionable age, and that's what they're being taught is reality. And that's what the Bible yeah, says. Literally says. Pro- oh, sorry. Sorry. The Bible literally says, raise up your kids in the way that they should grow, so yeah. that when they grow old, they will not depart. From yeah. This. And again, this is not to say that it is good or bad. This mm-hmm. is saying that it is indoctrination, yeah. in sense, because literally what you do in the church is mm-hmm. you you obey a doctrine mm-hmm. by default, right? So you have to think about the fact that just having these conversations, if you change the narrative. What you're doing is changing how kids who come up are raised, mm. right? Because we're talking about a kid who might have known better, but also might not have known better. Maybe that's what she grew up hearing her, her parents call black people, mm-hmm. yeah. and assume like that's that's the thing to call black. But people. will we give that same like leniency to white people? Like, oh well, my dad always called black people niggers. Like, so I could just say that. Like, you know, so it's like for yeah. me, although yeah, I know mm-hmm. that that might be in your culture, or whatever. But that's wrong. Change yeah, yeah. You can, switch it up. Mm-hmm. Like, you can don't say it. that. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like you could. Just because that's something you're used to doesn't mean it's correct. Yeah, Just because you're indoctrinated sure. doesn't mean, like, that's that whole, like, decolonize your mind, like, mm-hmm. take that away. Once you but know again, that, the, the, the thing to changing that is knowing that you're wrong, right? So as soon as you mm-hmm. know you're wrong, it's a problem. Mm-hmm. The problem is when you don't know you're wrong. It's 2020, mm-hmm. though. But exactly, like now it is. That's, and, that's, and that's the point. Now it is. Now it is. But we're talking about a language that's not openly spoken. Mm. And this, this is not me supporting her. This is just me playing devil's advocate. Just yeah, to kind of yeah, yeah. just kind of like go around on the whole topic. Mm-hmm. We're talking about a language that's not popularly spoken in a lot of places. Yeah. At least so, not in the West. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she might not even speak the language other than what she hears in the house. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. true. 
But the fact that she says my this friend, it means yeah. It, it also puts you're this, already putting that separation. Yeah, yeah. it puts this separation. You're not really my friend. Yeah, you're my black it reminds me of. That's like I was just about <laughs> to say that. You're my slave friend. You're a yeah. specific yeah. kind of friend. friend. Yeah, yeah. You're, yeah. Black you're already. Really you're already the same. Yeah, like we're not. And it brings me to this other conversation of this phrase. Oh, you're like one of the good ones, or mm. you're different from the rest of them, or <laughs> the you, house you don't talk black. Yeah, I'm not different though. I'm pleased. Exactly, please. I'm telling you this. I don't. Hopefully, our listeners have the uh, you know already know this, but maybe you don't. If you have a white friend or whatever friend that says this to you and you think that's a compliment, it is not a compliment. It is far from it. It's it, terrible. It means that he does not, he or she does not already view like the first time they view you, they didn't view you as human. So he's pleasantly yeah. surprised. So yeah, yeah. It's, it's like oh okay, yeah. maybe you are human. Like, I thought you were a dog, but you're actually a trainer. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's do you know my issue this, yeah. but, since yeah. we're on topic of racism, sorry, okay. there is there's a thing that I, that pisses me off when you speak proper grammar mm. and people They're say so you, you talk white. Mm. I hate it, like I hate it to my to, to my core. Like, what do you mean I talk white? <laughs> because I speak good grammar. And the problem with that is it's mostly black people who say it. Mm. I have such a problem with it. Like, I'm not allowed to speak good grammar because I'm black. No, no, I think that one is slightly different. Is also because we're also Nigerian. Like, it's like, let's say you meet someone that said, I grew up in Lagos. Yeah. And then you start speaking in slang or pidgin and they don't understand. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like that, but but there's also the problematic side of it that you're addressing. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it's also like a cultural thing. It is right? a yeah. culture thing. It's a culture thing. But then again, you and I are, are Nigerian and our grammar is probably more so British than it is uh, American. Yeah. So, but there's, America, there's black Americans telling that to other black Americans. Yes, that's yeah. true too. That's, so that's how stuff is internalized. Like, you yeah, know that's saying? it, yeah. Like, yeah. When, like, you know, I don't know if you guys have seen Roots, but, like, yeah. when you see that, you see how these, like, what white people say become What's internalized. Your name? Yeah, like, beat into you. Just like yeah. a kid, like, mm-hmm. certain children, like, they won't even touch things because they remember when their parents would beat them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's not the same as slavery, so now imagine all that generational pain. Mm-hmm. Like, you're learning that, well, we just talk this way, yeah. this is this, and that's not to say that all black people are like oh, that. Of course, but when of you course, get those comments... Yeah, and then there's um while we're on this topic of, of I mean we've kind of made a almost a differentiation between Wait, wait, before we go, I think Jeffrey yeah. wanted to say something. Oh yes, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. I was gonna tie everything back to what Imagina said because it's crazy because for me I'm a Christian. Mm-hmm. I'm generally yeah, a, good, a, a good number <laughs> of the microphone. A, a good number of us from let's say West Africa are generally like good Christians. So like it's crazy hearing this story from I told you. Yeah, I think what Yeah you're talking. Yeah what I was gonna say was it's crazy coming from Madina's perspective, like mm-hmm. for us as Christians, everybody always talks about how for Nigerians at least West Africa, how the UK came to colonize us with Christianity, blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. So you see this correlation in Islamist? Is that the word I meant to use? No, like, so like, let me clarify. I actually, okay. I actually was saying the difference is that I think that most of the anti-blackness comes culturally and not from religion. Not from mm. religion. Yeah. Okay. So like, mm-hmm. it's okay. that I think commonly, like everybody thinks Muslim equals like Arab. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that gets propagated, and okay. so you have sure. this anti-blackness that is mm-hmm. in Arab communities that then gets internalized mm. okay. does that make sense and mm-hmm. not just Arab communities but you see that in this but you also said that a friend called you a, a slave yes and she's Arab and what's that word exactly Abid Abid okay. I think, yeah. I think we're, well, that, so that's like, interesting but I think so that's what I'm saying it is different so like yeah. although and what I mean is that there's so much um, like 
Islam and culture get convoluted. Just like yeah. in any mm-hmm. religion, religion and culture become the same. Mm-hmm. So like how Nigerians practice Islam. I mean, uh, Christianity, Christianity or even Nigerians. Yeah. Yeah. They're actually a majority. Yeah, yeah. Islam yeah. Islam so how Nigerians Nigeria. practice Islam is going to be different than how Americans practice Islam. Me, me going into Comoros, I realized how different like the way I practice and Comorians practice. Not that we don't believe in the same faith, but our culture informs us on how we're going to believe mm-hmm. our yeah. faith. That's a, so that's like, a although in Islam, it says you should not be racist and you should get to know your other person. That's mm-hmm. why we made you different. That isn't to stop Arab people from calling me Abid, for example. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? And saying yeah. that that is a replacement for black. That's not, they don't see it as slave, but subconsciously that's what they were referring to black people as. Okay. Mm-hmm. So like that, okay. yeah. I understand what I'm saying, but the bottom line is both religions still have a lot of what's the word, relationships. Mm-hmm. And you now see situations in Nigeria, especially the North, where one religion is killing another. Mm-hmm. And at one point in time, you ask the question at, you realize that our diversity makes us strong. Mm. We should stop killing each other. At what point in time do you realize we have more similar? Does it? I mean, I think that's the important question to ask. Because does it? But how does Nigerians, killing a Roma make any situation better? To be no, honest? no, it doesn't. But as, as but the point is, killing people are, or killing another man or your fellow man is is because of our diversity. A lot of why we kill people is because we see them as different from us, or as like you look at that that person, right? The thing that that you can find okay. in yourself to kill somebody else mm-hmm. is because you don't relate him to yourself. Yeah. Right, it's the reason why you're and not going to kill your like, exactly. You're not going to kill your mother or your father or someone like you actually consider family as a mm-hmm. part of you. You're going to kill someone who doesn't mean anything to you. That not meaning anything to me is a version of that diversity where we where we seclude people. Which that comes from a lot of that comes from religion. A lot of that comes from tribe. A lot of that comes from race. A lot of that comes from the different from me. Essentially, is the narrative, mm-hmm. right? And I think just to to give, I guess, some extra context. While religion might not be responsible for mm-hmm. racism, the idea is it's over the years been used as propaganda yes, mm-hmm. I agree. to yes. convey racism. Yes, she said something. Um, there's a statement you made very, I, I picked on, or I, what is the word? Zeroed in on that. You said, um, and now I've lost my train of thought completely. <laughs> what were you talking about? I was talking about racism. No, come on. It was a very good point too. Diversity, racism, okay. culture, difference. Oh, you get it. Just, someone no, else why talk. I think? Why I think? Someone else. Yeah, that was that was the bottom line. Oh, like, I can't remember. Like, oh snap! Now I forgot. <laughs> 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 Yo, it's weird. Oh, I was pa- I was passing around this. Yeah, I'm around. sorry. So what were you? What did you just say? Just so essentially, point. so what I was trying to say is how religion, while it's not responsible for racism, mm-hmm. it's been used as propaganda. And I remember now. Okay, what I was going to say was that um, she said that peop- um, whoever is using um, religion is going to take what they um, what it is they need from it. Yes. Yeah. So anybody reading any text is going to take what they need for their agenda. Definitely. Exactly. And I, that's not the word you use, but that's exactly what you said. I was yes. like, that is so true. I wanted to start snapping. But oh, yeah. Have you guys seen um, what is it? Uh, the Book of Eli. Yeah. Like, Daniel. Denzel. Denzel. Yeah. It's your fault you haven't seen it. Yeah, it's so old. But like the whole so like the whole time Denzel Washington, he's a blind character playing a blind guy mm-hmm. and he's carrying this book and everybody's like feeding for this book and everybody's like at the end I feel like me as the watcher, I'm like, what is this book that everybody really wants? And mm-hmm. there's this one character that's like, if I get that book, I will control everything here. 
like you know, and it's this white guy, and he's like, <laughs> like and he already has, he already has like a stake. He has this whole town that he's like the king of, basically. Mm-hmm. But he's like, that's not enough. He wants to rule everything, and he knows that that guy has this book. And I think in this landscape, there's like no books, so there's like mm-hmm. very few like knowledge really around. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, if I get that book. I will be like the king. I'll be able to rule the kingdom, right? Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of like uh, things that I didn't pick up on because there's a lot of like biblical references mm-hmm. in there. But at the end of the at the end of the book, it's like at the end of the movie. I mean, mm-hmm. the uh, Denzel Washington's character opens the book and he's mm-hmm. reading. So it's in um, Braille. Braille. There you go. Yeah. It's in Braille, and it's the Bible. Mm. And so showing that like really they were all feeding for the Bible because they know mm. how much religion controls mm. minds, mm. you know, like, and it's, that's not always a bad thing because mm-hmm. it's how we decide to order our lives, right? Mm-hmm. But the reason why that guy won it is because there's no other knowledge. No one knows anything. Mm-hmm. So if he has, if he's the one that has knowledge, if he's the one that has the book, he can control everything, control mm. all these minds, yeah. Yeah. you know, and like without questioning, mm. like, and just having a book or just someone telling you something like you follow it after a while because yeah. you have nothing else to challenge it. And mm-hmm. I th- uh, what what really take away from this is I was I saw an Instagram clip of Miles Monroe R.I.P. Uh, that was like he said when he was young he thought knowledge was power but knowledge is not necessarily power because you can learn the wrong thing mm. right and he said the truth is power yeah. so what I think we want to take away from this is in everyone's pursuit of spiritual truth or trying to learn what who God really is in your in your various religions. That's good, but also understand that there's a truth that that um you may not be aware of, right? There may be some complexes in your mind that are negative, really. They're negative. They're not of God. Mm-hmm. Whatever God you believe in. Yeah. It's not of God for you to be subjugated, mm-hmm. right? Especially if you now adopt that subjugation. And there are many things in the Bible that I'm sure the white man did not teach Africans. Like when the Bible says... Um, Casting down imaginations and strongholds in the mind to the knowledge of God, right? They won't teach you that you should tear down complexes in your mind that are evil, right? They won't teach you those parts. But what I'm, what we should all try to think of is like in your pursuit of truth, right? Don't just pursue knowledge, pursue truth, and try to think of how can I be the best version of myself, right? Like always try to reason through everything. Like always do your due diligence. If you hear your pastor say something, please, especially Christians. If your pastor says something, Nigerian Christians. Mm-hmm. Say if it again. your pastor says something, Nigerian, Nigerian Christians. Christians. <laughs> go and look in the Bible, the verse, and then read it for yourself. And if you realize, oh, this nigga capping. <laughs> he capping hard. The church. Leave. You know why this is interesting? Because um, what we cut out from the last episode that we're going to put up yeah, during the, the week is the pastor saying that thing about corrosive anointing. Yeah, so, and there's a new one. Yeah, so by now you would have heard that one. Is it liquid metal? No, no, no. Finish? This guy was saying that um, the government should allow the pastors to go and pray for the coronavirus. Oh, yeah, I think I saw that we're one. Here. No, this is in Nigeria. Nigeria. Nigeria definitely. Someone, someone could say that thing. I was like, I can't trust the pastor who has not healed his head. <laughs> no, but let me like, tell you. When I was in Comoros, like everybody, because like you know everything that was happening with the Muslims in China, yeah, and like mm-hmm. that thing, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. with the with the most like the ethnic Muslim mm-hmm. community in China being persecuted, put in concentration camps. Mm-hmm. Every Comoros I talked to, like, yeah, that coronavirus is in China because they do this to Muslims. So it's like mm-hmm. that whole thing of like there's some kind of religious correlation to what. I mean, now it's global, Yeah, I saw, I saw, and I think someone from, was it Israel or Pakistan? One of the, the religious leaders had oh, said. It goes Pakistan, sorry. sorry. That, um, 
coronavirus was is a punishment from God for yeah. homosexuality. Yeah. Wasn't it yeah. a Jewish then, Yeah, that was and then, and then, Israeli. Israeli. It was a Jewish. I think it's either Israeli or Pakistan. Yeah. I can't remember. Yeah. He said it's 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 a punishment from God as uh, because of homosexuality, and then he caught the virus. Huh? Yeah, he caught. So like life is very like poetic. Oh so what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, who knows? I guess we'll never know. This guy. You know, trying to make this correlation. Yeah. 2020 been giving us like really, like what about wrote this script is wild, man. Whoa. We need to yeah, find I think you. I just said he was surprised. What word did you use? Are you not surprised? The last part. We said it's amazing. It's amazing. It's an amazing year. It's been an amazing year, guys. It, it's the truest definition yeah. of amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's like yeah. the Kim Jong Un thing. Is that confirmed? Uh, uh, yeah, that nigga dead. Wait, sure? Kim, Kim Jong Un. Yeah, he died in heart surgery. Yeah. No, I mean, is it confirmed? He was in. Apparently, was in a vegetative state after I watched heart surgery. The crazy thing is, the reason why I don't want to like go off of it is because TMZ reported it. Exactly. TMZ reported it. TMZ be knowing. TMZ reported Kobe's death. But they reported Kobe's death. TMZ be knowing. TMZ doesn't lie. But they're just shysty about it. Yeah, that's someone said that the way TMZ keeps reporting like all the death first, like they have to report something for some of them. Exactly. Hey. No, it's wild. I don't want to. I don't want to go off of it. Yeah. TMZ is just is just world star with. Maybe a, a dress shirt. That's it. They didn't iron shirt. They didn't put on. Listen, so TMZ be knowing. Nah, it's yeah. wild, man. That nigga my, my whole thing with no, this entire. Yeah, because I took the bullet yesterday. For them, for them to even report that he was sick, they 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 make reports that like Kim Jong Un had like a played a golf course and he played better than Tiger Woods. Like Kim Jong Un lies to people so much. Like Kim Jong Un walked on water. Like he yeah. he lied to people about he's well people. He's well and well. He's well. How many hours ago? Was I that? Think uh, excuse me. They According to Agent Orange, it's fake news. The, mm-hmm. the guy, the, CNN. They it was three hours ago. Yeah, because I did check this morning. They cloned Kim Jong Un. Yeah. You heard it here. Um, it they also cloned Wari. So, yeah, <laughs> so they cloned Kim. But yeah, yeah, it was just the crazy year. But um, I think back to back. Back on the rules. Yeah, back on the rules. Um, <laughs> back on the rules. Um, the main thing. Yeah. Oh, you wanna go? Yeah, I wanted to say something. I had it in my mind. You were talking. I didn't want to cut you off earlier. You said something about um. When you were talking about indoctrination of, of children, mm-hmm. and you were talking about it in a, I feel like maybe even a smaller scale than what is real because, yeah. Um, when I was discussing this with my sister, my sister is probably one of the best people I know. You know, she makes me look bad. I'm the black sheep of the family, <laughs> and all of that. So good though. Oh, thank you. <laughs> but now, like you know, she's she's always been the one who you know, uh, at least in, from my perspective. I should probably tell you different because everything's about perspective. So in, from my perspective, she was, you know, you know the, the, the better Christian being able to really just delve into f- her faith without any hesitation, stuff like that. So we're talking and I asked her something. I was like, okay, now that, so basically what she said when I brought this question up to her was that, okay, um, and we can talk about this after I make this point, but um, yeah. she said that, okay, those were the devices of man. Mm-hmm. All those acts were the devices of man, but in the end, God's will was done in that his gospel made it to Africa. Mm-hmm. And I, I was like, okay, mm, how do you rationalize the 15 million people that died? But anyways, yeah. we'll discuss that in a bit. And their hands got chopped off. Yeah, we'll discuss that in a bit. But um, the reason I brought this up was I asked her this question. That is a story. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I asked her this question. I was like, um, now, I understand you have your personal faith and everything, but please just be objective with me for a second. Put that aside. Why are you a Christian? Oh. 
Because your parents are Christians. Because your parents are Christians. Why are they Christians? Why parents Christians? Mm-hmm. Were grandparents Christians? No, but yes. to be honest, I've addressed that. So, you're, is that a, so if, you're, if you're... The reason why it's hard to have that conversation is because it doesn't apply to everybody. No, but no. If you have to talk general. Christianity in Nigeria... Christianity in Nigeria comes from two places. Either missionaries converted your grandparents or great-grandparents, or in secondary, in university, Scripture Union or some other similar Christian mm-hmm. fellowship converted well. you. Mm-hmm. No, that, but if it's sent to a Christian secondary school, that's yeah. different. Mm-hmm. Your parents were probably already Christians. Yeah. So most yeah. of us that are Christians, really, mo- a lot of people, maybe if you're like in your early 20s, you may not have reached a point where that you've really taken Christianity to be your own thing. You mm-hmm. may still be doing it because, because of, of your parents. Because of what you've learned. Mm-hmm. But usually by the time you hit like your mid-20s to late 20s, really, you if you're a Christian, is by choice. Nobody's mm-hmm. forcing you at that point. Mm-hmm. So you have to really think about why am I doing this? And that's what you're saying, right? Yeah. Why do you mm-hmm. believe in Jesus? If you've been told from when you were a young age mm-hmm. that Jesus is real, that's the way you saw the world. Mm-hmm. You don't believe in other religions. Mm-hmm. You think, oh, those other religions are clearly bullshit. Mm-hmm. How can I don't know any other religion? Here's what so I mean. give an example. No, let me just pick it back up. Mm-hmm. Okay. But, but just, just you have to be rational about yeah. it. I think mm-hmm. that whole narrative is sometimes subjective because for me, I struggle with my religion mm-hmm. for a while because mm-hmm. there was a point in time like Oval said growing up i used to ask a lot of why mm-hmm. so when it came to my christianity i actually studied the fact that oh we're all christians because of the narrative that our parents are christians so it's passed on to us mm-hmm. so i actually took the time one in one more one, one one period of my life and i studied christianity i studied islam i studied buddhism i studied a bunch of religions mm-hmm. and i started taking some pointers oh islam does this 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 people do this and i started okay taking um What's the word I'm looking for? Elimination. Um, elimination. Uh, pros and cons. List. Yeah, pros exactly. And cons. Essentially, pros and cons. And I narrowed it down back to Christian. Okay, so mm-hmm. we are back at Christianity. Let me try this, this, this. And I tried a couple of things that led up to a particular point, and I said, oh, shit. This Jesus guy is real. Or at least yeah. the concept mm-hmm. of the Jesus guy. Yeah. So that what made me stay. Yes. So it's highly... No, it's more of so, so, subjective, yeah. and that's what Shola was saying. No, so, so yeah. what, what, what I'm trying to say is this, right? Like, Because, like, Jeffrey, I, I did... Uh, I guess some kind of context to my life. I've been baptized four times in four different denominations. <laughs> devil, <laughs> the devil. Oh, <laughs> like four future of the highest. flex, but okay. <laughs> four, four, four different denominations, right? I'm when listening. I was, when I was, what, how old was I? I think I was like fourteen or fifteen, right? I started to ask a lot of questions, and I wanted to know. I wasn't, and I, I, I've always been kind of a history buff. I've always like read about like what, what, what had happened what before, happened right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of things didn't sit right with me. I was, I was born to a Christian home. I'm still Christian, but I had a lot of Muslim friends. I had a lot of friends who, you know, practice other religions. It was weird, but I knew someone who was into Shintoism at the time. So it's a Shintoism? Shintoism? Yeah, it's like a, Japanese. Yeah. Yes. Oh, Jesus. It's a whole they're, they're, thing. It's like the whole thing I'm young. You'd be surprised, bro. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wait, you'd be surprised. You find everything this guy don't like. Bro, if I don't. A lot of people don't think that there's a lot of people that share a lot of interesting rumors. Have you guys looked into Guru Maharaj? A lot of people don't know that that's just in Nigeria. So interesting. Oh, that was Is that Jews in Nigeria? There's like a whole, it's a whole thing. It's, it's not even a small yeah, like, population. There are a large amount of Jews yes, in Nigeria. Okay, is, yeah, it, is it the Rastafarian kind of Jews? <laughs> 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 is it the kind of Jews? I know those ones are like this. No, I'm talking about Jewish people. I'm talking about Jewish people. Wait, Jewish people or people who are practicing Judaism. People who are practicing Judaism, essentially. Okay. Obviously, Nigerians who are practicing Judaism. Oh, what, people what, who are in the way, you, like the Roma people? Stop! 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 Stop!
if you if you look around enough, you'll find anything, right? Yeah, I mean, those features in Uganda too. Right? If you look around, if you look around well enough, you find anything. And that's the thing. I started to look. But Uganda is on the east. That part makes sense. It's close to Israel. How did we get Jews? <laughs> Please, I'm stuck on this. They went around Africa. They just went around. What tribe were these Jews from? I don't know. Is it one tribe? I went to school. I went to school in the West. Yeah, right? Yeah. And I knew a guy who was from the East but went to school in the West and he was a practicing Jew. And he went to... He went for Sabbath, I guess, or whatever the sermon is mm-hmm. in Ogun State where Ogun we were in school. Oh, so there was, so there was a sanctuary. While he was, exactly, while he was in... While he was from the East... He practiced in the West, so wow. I would assume he's not the only one practicing. Mm. My, my mind is blown. Mm. Right? This so is, no, but that's a common misconception that Jews all come from like the one, Middle East. Yeah. From there. yeah, there's Jews. Isn't Yoruba? Didn't Duduwa? Didn't he come from? Come from Mecca now. He came from Mecca. So wow. So, Sabbat Shalom. So again, <laughs> again, the point I was trying to make was this. <laughs> I was trying to make was this right? like I looked around a lot right I, and I, I didn't just look around I looked around a lot of denominations in Christianity mm-hmm. but then also outside of Christianity yeah and mm-hmm. I went around and around and around and the, the thing I really want to thank my father for was that he let me because my mom was like what are you doing what's all this like I'm not serious especially how you felt spirit of confusion and that's how she yeah, felt yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But my father kept telling her to relax especially when she found out I wanted to get this is what we Especially when she found out, like, at times when I wanted to get baptized again. Yeah. Right? And I had my different reasons for them, right? I don't regret any one of those things. They helped on, on my pursuits. Right? But what eventually oh, brought me back to Christianity was that I had a personal relationship with God. Mm-hmm. That is personal to me. That I can't explain to other people. That yeah, I don't expect other people understand. to understand. Because, yeah, that's and, and that's why it's tough for me to evangelize. Because the only thing that could convince me was not history. I, I have... I've read a lot to know that every religion and denomination in religions get things right and get things wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. True that. So knowing that, if you're looking for the perfect religion, it's not possible because well, it's made it's up. Man made. Religion it's is man made. It's made up of people, and people are flawed. Mm-hmm. Yes. So in that, what convinced me was a relationship with God personally that mm-hmm. I cannot convey to you because I cannot have a relationship, yeah. or I cannot have an experience with God for you. You mm-hmm. have to have that for yourself, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So, which is why I said I don't think. It applies to everybody because while a lot of what we know, and yes, a lot of what we know comes from the indoctrination, mm-hmm. there's still a good amount of people who will preach to you and tell you that they had their own personal but, experience. But hold on, how did I pose my question? How did I pose my question? About it being subjective, I suppose. No, 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 my question, I said, why are you a Christian? Why are you I a Christian? said, put Christian? exactly your point that yeah. both of you just made, put that one aside because I know that's the okay, fact. Okay, but the bottom line is the fact that like, you're born why? into Christianity. Yeah, yeah, because at the end of the day, you guys have to find it yourselves. Yeah. Well, how did you begin with it? Yeah. Yeah, and like, even I'm how Muslim you began, my, mom was, my yeah. dad, my parents were Muslim. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so like, and that's why, because I know that I mean that was even going to be a, probably a closing remark was about your personal relationship with God and yeah. your faith and all that. So, but the reason I posed the question like that because I knew that. So take that aside. Why? And that just that kind of brings you back to okay, um, even though you found your personal relationship with God, the Christian God had a head start. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even though yeah, you still did that roundabout, though, that influence is still there. You can't deny it. Of course. So okay. it then begs the question: When the when the um, quote, quote unquote missionaries came and taught us this, they taught us that our gods, our current gods in Nigeria, in Africa, in Uganda, Congo, wherever, 
to, to latch on to what you're saying mm-hmm. right now, man. To add flavor. Mm-hmm. Even off of the excerpt that we read, mm-hmm. he Leopold, mm-hmm. he he basically um, he, he basically says that the gods that the Africans had, the Congolese at the time had, had the same values mm-hmm. as the Christian gods. So he's yeah. like, they know, they thing. know what it they know all this one. Forget the values. They thing. know you shouldn't Let's kill. focus on the poverty mm-hmm. part mm-hmm. of this of the Bible. Yeah. It's not about God. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, but then, actually, that's a different. Point. But the point I was actually going for was that they taught us that our gods were evil, yes. that our gods were yeah. of the devil. Yeah. yeah. But if you actually study these gods, the, you know, they this. don't yeah. actually. They're not actually evil. This is what I was for. Quote they unquote. They don't. They don't. They're not actually evil. They were. Yeah. We were just. And then, if you think about us as Nigerians, if you think about us as Nigerians works. today. We treat people who worship Ifa or whatever as devil worshippers. Like in our head, that's how we, we liken them. But they're not actually worshipping the devil. They are, they're a legit religion just like Islam, just like um, Judaism. But they indoctrinated in us that our ways were evil. Were evil, yeah. Because we don't, we, you never want to have the awareness that your what you have has value mm-hmm. yeah. right so now my rant about this so i probably i don't know if i've said it on podcasts i'll probably say it a bunch of times chino achebe is my favorite author mm-hmm. i've read almost all his books so i read them in order maybe a couple of years ago and you can see like his first book things fall apart is a, a book about things falling apart it's about <laughs> a village a little village right you have an old man i think Okonko was just like yeah. a powerful man. Yeah. Then his one of his children yeah, like, really, was yeah. led away by the missionaries, mm-hmm. right? And it's about the struggle of like King Cleopas said, make their children believe it so that they can rebel against the parents, mm-hmm. yeah. right? So you you can see all those things. This is why I was very I was very triggered when I read that because then I started thinking about all these things. And when you reach Chiruachebe's book, one beautiful thing it does is that it paints African culture in a way that is beautiful mm-hmm. and that has value. Mm-hmm. When the missionaries came they painted our culture as paganism and savage um, yeah mm-hmm. so yeah. even though you can choose to join another religion like mm-hmm. let's use islam for for example the way islam is practiced in different places will, will, there'll will be a cultural context and a religious context mm-hmm. right but the way we do it is that we put culture and religion african culture and religion now both of them are savage and pagan mm. right and we never really see the beauty in that right which is why a lot of our parents here and mm-hmm. our parents are on this table. You didn't teach us our native languages mm-hmm. because you thought, I don't want to spoil their English. Mm-hmm. I want them to be as close to the white man as possible. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it's, it's kind of a thing that you now have to think, oh, so if they erased, how much of our culture did they erase yeah. in saying it's pagan? Mm-hmm. I remember, for example, you know what, I'm not going to say this, but I love my mom. Sorry, mom, I'm not mm-hmm. going to call you out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to call you out. I, I, I it's too late. I didn't, I didn't say mom. Well, I didn't say mom. You said Nigerian parents. Yeah, you said Nigerian parents. This particular one was my mom. She hasn't dropped. But I didn't say what it was, but she was doing what she thought was best. So I'll give her But my point is that, my point is that, is that there's a lot of things that we don't know. And our culture has, not slowly, it has very quickly been erased mm-hmm. to a major degree. Mm-hmm. In that the things that we now think we're passing on as our culture, it is not. I know our culture. Think of the things that now. Think of modern Yoruba culture now, for example. What are the things that exemplify modern Yoruba culture? Think of modern Yoruba music. What do you think of when you think of modern Yoruba music? Afro you music. think Obashiri. <laughs> <laughs> you think of Zlatan. You think of those niggas are singing nasty shit. Those, those, yeah, that stuff there. is not our culture. It is modern stuff because they are now you, they are just taking our culture and reflecting the current times. Mm. Yes. So we've lost the true meaning of who we really are. 
to a strong degree because everybody is trying to copy mm-hmm. the European style. But you can never be European. So it's like it just a, it's like a, it's almost like a like a monkey doing tricks, mm. you know. So it's like they will never yeah, see you just as black there. monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> so and I, I know that's a racist thing to say, but I say that because because my, that's the design. And my grandfather in the early 1900s went to university in the UK. Yeah. And when he was in university, they used to ask him. My grandfather told me this himself. They will ask him, "Did you learn?" English here, or did you learn it on the boat on the way here? Hey, they will ask him, Do you have a tail? Because they thought black people had tails. And then the thing is, what my grandfather told me this, and I read Chinua and I read another book by Buchi Mecheta, an early Nigerian feminist icon. People don't know about that, but they were asking the same kind of questions. They ask, Oh, do you niggas have tails? (laughs) So it's it's the kind of thing that we need to stop trying to copy what the Europeans say we are, mm-hmm. right? We need to start or try to copy who we think they are because we think they're the best. Who we are as ourselves is good. We may be flawed, but you need to we need to take that inferiority complex. We need to destroy that mm-hmm. colonial yeah. mindset. Mm-hmm. We need to stop treating each other like the objects that the white man when they came to colonize us told us we were. Mm-hmm. We are not that. Mm-hmm. It's it's my deepest let me let me say let me say what, what I wanted to say earlier. Um I think there's so here's the two sides to the coin that I think makes up racism, right? And it takes us back to the Leopold thing. Now, I've always thought this, but seeing it in that, I guess, in that um, research kind of made it very good for me. While they went to Africa and convinced the Congolese people that they were inferior to black people by politics, they also went back to Belgium and convinced the white people there, or the Europeans at the time, that these Africans that they found in the Congo are not fully human. Mm-hmm. Yes. So it was a two, two-sided, so, two-edged sword. Exactly. So it was a two-part thing. Mm-hmm. It was someone with a with an agenda who found a way to make both sides agree on a particular mm-hmm. point. So while black people were co- convinced that, look, we're terrible, mm-hmm. the white people were convinced that these people are terrible. Mm-hmm. Now, when you come there, now when you have that intersection where the black people inter- like intersect with the white people, the white people already have a preconceived notion of the black people. Mm-hmm. The black people have a preconceived notion of themselves. So, and... Sadly, those two things equate. So they, they, they meet each other. The white yeah. person feels better. Yes. The black person feels inferior. Yes. There's no disagreement. It's mm-hmm. norm. Yep. So nobody feels like they're doing anything. It's like, um, what movie was this? I feel like it's Avengers, but I don't know if it's a Avengers. I don't know if, if, if it was. Or I, might be mix, I might be mixing a different movie where, where he talks about, um, he's like, do you feel sad if you step on an ant? This is Ultron. No, it wasn't. Ultron's I think Ultron. 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 Where was talking yeah. about how you don't feel sad when you yeah. step on an ant because you're not. You're, you're not. You're not, like, you're, not, you're not aware of you're the not, fact no, that you step on an ant. No, it's not even that you're not aware that you step on an ant. It's so tiny. It's so tiny that yeah. it doesn't. It doesn't line up to to me in in the grand scheme of the world. Yes. It doesn't line up to how to the species that I am. Therefore, that is why I can't be. I can't feel bad for killing out your race because you're so inferior that you're like an ant to me. That was Ultron, I think. So has to be. So where that merges is these Europeans were unable to feel bad for the things that they did because they did not consider the people that they did them to human. Yeah. Yeah. Humanization is the number movie. one. Like, yeah. Which is where that which is what I was trying to get at when I was talking about diversity. Mm-hmm. Where we where we kill people and we harm people because we see them as different from us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And different from us like we're at this stage in, in history where we're looking at different from us as race, mm-hmm. as religion, as tribes. But there was a time in life where different from was meant not human. Mm. Yes. And that was to other humans. Yes. Right? And that helped racism just 
That no, just helps racism blow up, man. Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, like, even justifying slavery, like, you have all these documents that say, like, oh, these black women aren't really women. Like, their breasts are so long and they swing yeah. over their necks, and, and when they, they give actually... birth, they don't feel pain. Yeah. And they're, they're beasts. Oh, that's like, like the. Yeah. Movie. And you, you know, know they saying? actually had a museum uh, dedicated to actually black women being fully mm-hmm. naked. And they were seen as savages as well. Yeah. Oh, I don't think you were going so to talk about the... So that was actually possible. That was yeah, actually possible. The, yeah. no, the, gyne- the pioneer of gynecology. Oh, yes. Him, because they're lab yeah. property. So I essentially, most of... I mean, the per- the man who who started the science of, of gynecology would literally just cut open black women. No anesthetic. Because they didn't feel pain, apparently. No anything. Yeah. And that he, that's how we learned about the, the female reproductive system. By cutting yeah. open black women alive and... Because like, yeah. initially, initially, like with mm-hmm. this idea of like maybe enslaving black people, that what that's not natural. Mm-hmm. Like everybody, people do have empathy in their hearts, like you yeah. know. Mm-hmm. But you have to slowly introduce a narrative as to justifying that this person isn't actually. I know they look human, they look like us, but look at their skin. Mm-hmm. Also, they don't feel pain when they give birth. Mm-hmm. Also, look, they look like fit and built. They look like you mm-hmm. know, like yeah. animals, kind of right. Look, mm-hmm. at, look closely. Mm-hmm. You know, like. You have slowly this narrative built that that now creates this narrative that like they're not actually like a human. They're kind yeah. of more similar to an animal yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. that you've never seen before because y'all all live in Europe. Yeah, mm. you know. It's crazy, and just to I think to on on the zoo thing. So um, Leopold did have a zoo mm-hmm. in yeah. Belgium, yeah, in Belgium, where yeah. he put black people, and then even after he died, the Belgians recreated. Yeah, I think that was the most annoying part. Yeah, the Belgians uh, recreated the zoo. Yeah. In, in, his in his memory. They what? Yeah, because King Leopold actually people. had it in yeah. early 1800s. That was okay because yeah. he's the king, but the fact that actually pissed me off was they in the 1950s. They, they now want to recreate they recre- it? And they actually put, they actually put black um, people, people from Congo, actually, yeah. in there. And the most annoying part of this was they were actually left like animals. Winter, yeah. they were out spring, the cold. A lot of them fall, they were out. all out there. Now, these are people that are not... What do we know about snow, my dear? Exactly. Like, hello. Yeah. What do we know about snow? And I think the problem like, is crazy. Is you talk about it like it's so far away. But this is no, actually this near. Is, this, this is near. This is recent. This, this is not, not recent. Like in the, this is this is this is mid nineties. This was I mean, after. Not we're not mid nineties. This was like mid fifties. No, mid fifties. When did Nigeria get? When did Nigeria get? Nineteen sixty. It's not too far yeah, fetched. This was so yes. after they killed Hitler. Yes. Essentially. After. after they killed Essentially. Hitler. Yes. They were like, oh, damn, that Hitler guy was evil. Anyway, let's put some niggas in. Speaking of history, I was hoping that we would then get into um, the conversation around racism in America, but I don't even think we can do that today. That yeah. Yeah, 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 we have to do that on the second. Yeah, we might have to do that. Three. <laughs> racism in America. I think racism in America is different from racism everywhere. Yeah, yeah, it really it's, is. It's, it's, a, it's a, a different special kind. It's, it's a special brand. Of I mean, do you see the president that we have today? Yeah, like, it is a very special American. This guy is still putting out. Immigration laws. Why G? My guy. Why are you still talking about immigration? Guys, yeah, it's, it's gonna be so great. I tell you, it's this gonna be the no, best. Uh, <laughs> oh my God, Becky. No, uh, Toby, Toby is the best buddy. So. You know, <laughs> <laughs> we are trying to put immigration laws. <laughs> but, but actually, 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 that's 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 an easy thing to say. The immigration laws actually don't affect us, to be honest. It's right here already. Uh, exactly. No, no, here's what. So actually, <laughs> So, so, he put, so basically, here's, here's the thing. He put immigration laws. He put immigration laws that affected us before. Uh, the one about Nigerians. 
he now decided yeah. that temporarily he has included the whole world in what we already had. That's really what, because I read it. Yeah. That's really what it is. He just added the rest of the world so to the travel ban for everybody. Exactly. Except yeah. Europeans. So it doesn't, it doesn't affect us because we're already, we're already there. Okay. We're already oh, in the already, okay. Yeah, that's why it doesn't affect us. <laughs> ah, man. That was a good one. That was a good one. I'm sure you agree. That's why I still here. <laughs> you're still here. That's why you know it was oh, good. <laughs> but if you're still listening, we would really appreciate it if you would leave a rating, a review. You know, comment, share, all that on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify Podcasts. Deezer. Deezer and Deezer. Pretty much whatever you listen to your podcasts on. Yeah. And also, if you feel like you're an interesting person, you have something interesting to talk about, feel free to DM us on Instagram at Off The Rails Pod, and we will review and get back to you. Also, follow the podcast. Um follow the instagram accounts i think that's the only social account that we do have so follow yeah, the account now. and you know just hit us up and uh we're definitely open to communicate with everyone who's, who's fucking with us come through let's catch your vibes it's about to be lit all right let's get it